0: What's up, everybody? This is Jeffrey Lofton, otherwise known as Who Is It Again? And I want to welcome you to another episode of the Broke Millennial Podcast. Let's go. So have you followed us on IG and Twitter? If not, what you waiting for? There's so much free game that we are putting out, and you don't want to miss it. So follow us on IG and Twitter at Broke Mill Pod. Did y'all enjoy last week? Look, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go ahead and listen to last week. I promise you that interview with Reverend J. Ricardo Smith is going to bless your life so enlightening and encouraging too. And today we have an interview with Martrell Harris. Man, he's got some great insight and great wisdom on timing and embracing your unique path. And I'm so excited for you to hear what he has to share. Enjoy. Well, what's up, everybody? We want to welcome you to another episode of the Broke Millennial Podcast. My name is Jeffrey Lofton, otherwise known as, who's that again? And I have with me Mr. Martrell Harris, um, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. I'm so excited for y'all to hear from him and all of the wealth of wisdom and knowledge that he has. So Martrell, go ahead, and introduce yourself.
1: Well, Jeffrey, first of all, thank you for having me on. I am so elated that you called and congratulations on your podcast. I think this is an amazing platform. And, you know, people don't realize the courage that it takes to launch out and do something, you know, and launch something of your own. It's one thing to support someone else's vision, but it's another thing when you launch something that you feel God has given you. So I just appreciate you having me on. I think this is incredible. Incredible. Awesome. So I am a singer songwriter. I also work in digital marketing. So uh, everything from social to mobile marketing to uh, email web, you know, the whole nine, uh, all, you know, very creative. And I am just elated to be here. I think this is this is going to be great. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
0: Yeah, man. Oh man. I I'm so excited. Y'all already heard. So y'all already know y'all about to get a little bit of free game. he ain't giving it all away for free. <laughs> Come on now. All right. We trying to do we ain't gonna be broke forever now. I know uh, that's right. So, <laughs> so anyway, but so Martrell, so tell me you can kind of go um with either field, but kind of just tell me how, you know, how things kind of, how you kind of got to this point, you can talk about in music or in social, on the
1: digital social side, but really kind of how did you get to this point? Yeah. Well, you know, I at 12 years old, I kind of got, you know, back when I was growing up, you didn't have an option to go to church. So you just kind of got thrown into it. And not only were you going to go, you were also going to participate. Um, So, you know, I don't get this modern day. uh, Well, you know, little Johnny don't want to go. Um, I didn't have that choice, you know. You going if you live here? <laughs> Did not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of where it was, right? Exactly. And so um, I've been involved in church probably since I was six, and but I was always kind of one that hated being out front. I really didn't enjoy the the platform at all. It was not my idea of a good time. And so at 12, uh, the worship leader actually convinced me to, she said, listen, I know you don't want to lead a song, but you can sing. So, you know, can you just do a verse? And the rest was history. It it just, it kind of went from there. So it it started with that. I would always do it at home, right? I had a Mm -hmm. karaoke machine upstairs Mm -hmm. at my grandparents' house and I would go in, right? (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean, that would be my after school. I would go in for wow. two or three hours, just, I mean, sweating, pouring down with nobody up there but me in a mirror wow. and me, Jesus in the mirror. Right. And so I just never had the courage to do it publicly. Yeah. And so at 12, I did my first little verse. And after that, they recruited me for everything else and I never could get out of it. And so that turned from uh, singing that verse to leading worship to writing music. And just fell in love with with songwriting, fell in love with leading worship and really kind of discovered my calling in that in that manner. Um, And that's why it's important that people participate in church. You might mess around and find your purpose. Right. Hello. So, hey, it works. And so that's how my journey has been. So after I moved away from home and relocated to Nashville, I was able to continue leading worship. The platforms got bigger. Um, I've been on two of Michael W. Smith's records, mm-hmm. um, and that has all come from, uh, you know, just relationships and really the hand of God. That's really mm-hmm. all I can uh, give credit to. I have, I have sang on stages with people I never thought I would even get a chance to meet. And God has really opened up some incredible doors. I've been able to release music. I have mm-hmm. a single out right now called A New Thing, um, mm-hmm. and we are actually about to release another version. Version of that, and it has a feature on it that I can't give it all away. Um, Don't give it all away. I can't <laughs> give it all away, but it has a feature on it, and um, let's just say it's incredible. And wow. so excited about what God is doing in that vein. You know, as far as the digital marketing side goes, to be honest, um, I was working in sales mm. full time. Um, you know, this whole you know make your twenty five calls a day that whole thing was just like this ain't it. You know, and honestly, I told God, I said, um, I need something that I can wake up and do every day that I enjoy. mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: One of the things that I have a knack for is communication. One thing that I enjoy doing is communicating messages to people. Um, And being able to do that every day has just been something that, you know, I enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. And so I actually shifted out of sales and God opened up this crazy door. I just applied for this job actually for a social media agency. Mm -hmm. I applied for this job. And it was a sales position for the agency. It was not doing social media. Hmm. Um, It was a startup company. I get to the interview. They call me back um, a few days later and they said, hey, uh, we've never done this before. And when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, I know you haven't. This is the hand (laughs) of God. Uh, But, you know, they said, we've never done this before, but we want to offer you two jobs, two positions. So either you can work on the sales side, which we know you know how to do, but based on your interview, we would like you to move into account management as well.
0: Mm. My plan
1: at that time, this was several years ago, but my plan at that time was to work my way over to the account management side, which was actually working on the Instagram social, you know, all the platforms, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. But God would have it that he was like, you want it now or later? And so I was like, well, I don't want to do sales at all. (laughs) I am not interested. So I'm good. Let's go straight for account management. Wow. Um, Got into that, did that for a little while. And uh, it was a startup. And really what happened was uh, they came to me about a year or so later and said, listen, we are out of our our first round of funding. And Mm -hmm. we can either offer you a position in sales or we can give you a severance because Mm -hmm. we can't this department. uh, We can no longer afford your salary. Wow. Now, mind you, this is the miracle, if you will, that yeah. I was like, now God, <laughs> now look, like, yeah. come on, right? Like what's oh, yeah. going on? Oh, what's yeah. happening right now? And so I chose to take a leap of faith yeah. and I said, I'll take the two weeks. Um, I said, I'm not, I'm not, not doing it. Had no interest in sales, went back to my old job and I told God, I said, in I'm going to give Nashville six more months. If mm. you don't move in six months, I had already talked to a real estate agent in another major city. I was like, I'm out of here. I have nothing mm. left to do in Nashville. I've done everything I wanted to do. I've gotten a degree in Nashville. And lo and behold, um, 90 days into that position, um, well, going back to my old my old job, mm-hmm. 90 days after that, um, which every three months you get your quarterly bonus. He left me there long enough Grabbed a bonus and God opened the door literally right then. And wow. so I ended up landing the role that I'm in now working in full-time ministry doing digital marketing and <laughs> who, but God, right. Right. I actually went to church on a Sunday morning. I went to church and, um, came home. And that was right after I prayed that prayer of mm-hmm. saying, God, look, I'm going to give Nashville six more months or else Mm -hmm. I'm moving, you know, look, I'm single with no kids. I can get out of here. I don't have to be here, you know, whatever. And so I'm like, I'm going to give Nashville six more months. He opens this door. I get home. I open up my email standing in my living room and it was like social media for nonprofit. I open it up and it was the mission statement of the church that I currently am at. Wow. And I was like, Okay, and I really heard Holy Spirit right there, standing in the middle of my living room, say, "If you want it, say it, and it's yours."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Jeffrey, I didn't say it for like a week because I didn't. Know I-, <laughs> I thought this is so big and so massive. I was like, I don't even know if I'm ready for this. Right. Um, I was like, you know, and that's sometimes where. And I was just sharing with someone earlier, even today, you know. Um, Sometimes we are waiting for God to move and God's really waiting on us to move. And sometimes we stay still and we say, well, I'm not going to make this move until I hear God say move. And I'm in the position where I'm like, move until you hear God say stop. Wow. Because see what it does is it shifts the responsibility from us sitting around doing nothing and just Mm -hmm. sometimes our fear of making a move. And so a lot of times um, even in that moment, I had to make a decision because God's like, I've already opened the door oh, yeah. now you got to walk through it though. Right. So now yeah. the responsibility to complete it is back on me. Right. And it's not just like, God is not going to, you know, strong arm you into an opportunity. And so at the end of the day, I ended up saying, okay, I want it. And probably within a month I was in that role. And God has done great things. So since then, I have had a chance to interview um, Shirley Caesar, Pastor (laughs) Shirley Caesar. I've had a chance to talk to um, and interview Dr. Jamal Bryant. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've interviewed Bishop T.D. Jakes. Um, I have met some giants in the faith and uh, been in rooms I never thought I'd be able to go in, uh, especially not yet. Right. Right. You know, I'm the same guy that was praying. God, just take me out of this 25 calls a day position. So, (laughs) you know, I didn't think he was going to shift me. But I will tell you this. When I was at the agency, my Mm -hmm. goals were so small in comparison to what God had planned. Wow. My goal at that time was I said, I want to be the face of this startup. I want to be, I want to do on-camera work and be an on-camera personality. And I want to, you know, what they call a pod leader. So basically yeah. what they did is they section all the account managers into pods. Mm-hmm. So it was like a designer, somebody that does um, your Facebook, somebody that does Twitter, somebody does Instagram, and you kind of work on a set of accounts as a pod. And out of those four people, one of them was the leader. Wow. My goal was to become a pod leader. One of my friends, we joke about it all the time. She's like, "You remember when you wanted to be a pod leader?" I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah, And that's I mean, it. Was, that was my goal. I was really trying to get to be becoming a pod leader. I thought, you know, God, if you get me to be a pod leader, God, I mean, I'll serve you the rest of my, you know, all that." Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, "Nah, bro. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> nah, nope. bro. That ain't it. That ain't it." And so where I am today, and even where God I feel is going to take me from here. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only say is his plan, and all of this I never knew the next step. Wow, I never knew what was coming next. When mm-hmm. I walked away with that two week severance, I didn't have a backup plan. I just had two weeks. Yeah, I had two weeks of pay, and look, that means nothing in Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Two weeks. You 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 two weeks from being outside. You know. What right. I'm right. Like, right. All right. right. <laughs> you gonna be outside in about three weeks, you know? Yeah. So I was like, and here's the other part. I didn't tell my family anything. Mm. They never knew. They didn't know that I had had even transitioned out of that role at the agency, back to my old position and into the new one until, mm. until the role that I'm at now for, they didn't know for like three or four months. They never, really? knew I never said anything. Mm. I never said anything. There any particular reason why, you know, at that point, um, it was really a, a sense of let me really trust God and let me really exercise my faith. I knew they would come through if I needed them to. Yeah. But I said, let me take a chance on God this time. Yeah. Ooh, and sometimes, yeah, let me take a chance on God. Let yeah. me not go to what's familiar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's good to have that support system. It's sure. good, to, you know, it's that's great. And And look, they got my back and I love right. them for it. But I said, let me take a chance on God this time and let yeah. me see what he wants for my life. And some of those days, let me tell you, those three months, I know I rushed by that point where it was that 90 days, but that was 90 days. So let's spell that out. One, two, three, four, five, (laughs) six. Every day I was getting up, I was back to doing sales and I was not Uh, excited about uh, it. Yeah, Yeah, that's when I was really praying. I was like, God, I ain't got to do this. I can look, I will go and do broadcasting at CNN and call it a day. You know, this ain't it, though. I can't I can't do these sales.
0: Wow. So I can tell you, you know. You know, you're helping somebody here because um, a lot of people feel like I need that validation in Mm -hmm. a lot of decisions that we make. So I have to tell my family because they're going to they're going to validate the decision that I made. And a lot of times I'm even realizing this now. Some of the stuff I got to kind of keep to myself because not because I'm, you know, I'm trying to be secretive. You know, people be like moving inside. But sometimes folks mean well, but they'll talk you out of what you're actually supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I,
1: I <laughs> Yeah. No, I've been there. And, yeah. and look, and I think I, I circle back to that spot a lot, even with friends, Yeah, right? Because sometimes God will lead you to do something and, mm-hmm. and you will feel an urge to do something, but it doesn't make sense to anybody but you. And exactly. sometimes it don't even fully make sense to you. So you, sure no. you're trying to figure out, did I hear God or am I crazy? because it's really out of the box. Mm-hmm. And normally God does things out of the box. Miracles don't happen in boxes. Mm, you showing up, I come preach that. Miracles don't happen in boxes. Yes, sir. They don't. They don't. When, when Lazarus was dead and mm. Jesus raised him, that wasn't an in the box situation. It wasn't. People don't no. walk out of tombs. That ain't normal. <laughs> Right. right. <laughs> like, you know, we talk about this stuff like it's normal because we've been, right. you know, we we a lot of us, you know, 13. and probably a lot of your <laughs> listeners, you know, were born in church. So we think yeah. of these things as normal. Mm-hmm. Getting up off a cross after you've been beaten and rising again in three days is not normal. Nobody else right. has done that. OK, yeah. like, like miracles don't happen in boxes. So normally yeah. when you feel like this don't make sense, nothing mm-hmm. Jesus did made sense. Yeah. So if you're looking for logic, you are not looking for Jesus. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's good. If you're looking for logic, you're not looking for Jesus. If you're looking for Jesus, look for the thing that makes the least sense. Mm. Look for the thing that that sounds like you are crazy Mm. because that's normally where you'll find him. Mm. That's normally where you'll find him. And I think a lot of times because we want to appear smart or we want to appear wise or we want to appear valid or Mm -hmm. legit or whatever the case may be, a -hmm. lot of times we look for what makes sense to everybody else so that it'll look like, see, I made, like you said, that validation of making the right decision and where God is like, yeah, but that ain't how I move. I move different. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I move Yeah. My thoughts are higher than your
1: thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. My ways are not your ways. However you would do it, trust that's not how I'm going to do it.
0: Right, right. If that's how you
1: thought it through, trust that's not how I'm going to think it. Like, it makes no sense. It drives me crazy. um, I can't, I'll be honest. Look, when I I do these things, I'm very brutally honest. I have no, like I, sometimes it drives me crazy the way God moves because I'd be Mm. like, can we just do something that makes logical sense right now? Like, can we just do something that like normal people do? And mm. he's like, well, do you want a normal life? Mm. Or you want the one that I promised you? Oh, wow. Like wow. when you say, God said, I came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Yeah. I don't know people that are living in abundance that do normal mm. stuff. Mm. You're right. Abundant living is not, is not normal, right? Normal is going to work every day, waiting on that every, uh, paycheck every two weeks, waiting on some PTO to accrue. That's normal. Mm -hmm. He said, but I came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly in order to live that abundant life. You're going to have to do something that is abnormal and something that is different from the average everyday person. You're not going to blend in. Yeah. I had to learn that no matter what environment I go in, I will never blend in Mm. and it will never make sense. And I will Mm -hmm. always have to be different and being different sounds cool until you're in a room where everybody's alike, but you. Then it feels like I'm the crazy one in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the only yeah, one in and you're here. looking for a way out. <laughs> yeah, i be mean like, okay, but see, what we do a lot of times is is that when what we do is we acquiesce and we mm-hmm. we try to become a chameleon and say, okay, but everybody else ain't doing that, so I'm just gonna do what everybody else is doing.
0: No, mm-hmm.
1: no, that ain't how
0: that that ain't, You know, um, man, I tell I told y'all y'all been listen. Take some <laughs> notes now. Uh, so. Let's talk about risk versus reckless, right? Um, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, you're going to have to take risk, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's reckless. And sometimes yeah. we conflate the two. So kind of tell me about identifying that for yourself. So you talked about taking the two-week severance package. That was a risk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <Man. laughs> listen but it wasn't indeed. reckless <laughs> it wasn't reckless but it was a risk indeed it, it was, was a risk indeed.
0: so talk to me about maybe some uh times where you kind of had that point where it was like all right this is a risk here I am here's 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 what's comfortable here's what's yeah. normal here's what's you know what I'm used to yeah. and talk to me about how that how you came to that decision of like i needed I need to just go ahead and do that
1: yeah. Well, let me tell you what my plan was in that mm-hmm. moment. One, this is why when you're making decisions, and I don't care if it's a financial decision, if it's a career decision, if mm-hmm. it's, you know, whatever your decision is going to be,
0: mm-hmm.
1: hear the voice of God. It is very important that as we move throughout this life, that we follow. God doesn't. And I had a a, a mentor. She's, she's a life coach of mine. She said, God doesn't order our plans. He orders our steps. Mm. Right. So sometimes, and not, not just sometimes all the time, you're going to have to be in the rhythm of God. Mm. You're going to have to know where he's moving and you're going to have to be able to follow that. That Mm. requires you to pray. That requires you to study the word of God. One thing I've learned about God is that everything he does can be backed up in his word. Sure. Yes. Right. Everything he does can be backed up in his word. If you can't find it in his word, probably ain't something that he's saying. 100% sorry. Right. Right? Tell the people. Right. So if you can't find it in the scripture, he's probably Mm -hmm. not telling you to do it. You're right. Right. So when I say that, it means that you have to know what he said in order to back it up. Right. You know, if you don't study the word, you can't say what God said. How do you know? You don't, you don't, you have, you've not read, you've not read the book. You know, if a light comes on in your car and you've not looked at the manual, I mean, unless you're just a car guru, how do you know? How do you know? If you don't talk to him, Mm -hmm. how do you know? So in that moment, trust me, I had, that happened on a Friday when they gave me the news they mm-hmm. wanted a decision by Monday. This was they, a church. This was, well, this was the agency that I worked the for agency. when they told me, um, we're not going to be able to afford your salary. They told me that on a Friday at five o'clock. Okay. Ooh. They said, can you give us an answer on Monday morning? An answer on oh, Monday. Have. That's in like 48 hours. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Answer? Like, do you want the new job or do you want the severance? Wow. I got them to extend the decision to Wednesday. Mind you, okay. this is still less than a week. Yeah. I had to hear God fast. Excellent. Real fast. Yeah. Consequently, that particular weekend, I was actually singing. Um, uh, we had just released Michael's record, mm-hmm. and we had a whole taping for TBN that we had to do that Saturday. That Sunday, I actually had to leave worship. Mm. And here was my sign. I had to lead worship at this church. I was a guest worship leader. And the song that we did that we opened up with, uh, or that I opened with was, um, do it again by elevation. Mm. Okay. So if you know that song, the lyrics I've seen you move, you've moved the mountains and I believe you'll do it again. You made a way when there was no way. Yeah. And I believe you'll do it again. That was the song long before I had the news about my job. Uh, That was the song that was on the schedule to lead for that Sunday. When I sang that song, what the congregation didn't know is that I was living every word of that. And that was my sign to say, take the two weeks because Mm. that song was saying to me, I'll do it again. Oh, wow. If Mm -hmm. I moved you into this space, Mm -hmm. I will do it again. Mm. And so that was my sign. Sometimes when we're being reckless, this is how we know if we're being reckless. When God ain't said nothing and you just tired. Yeah. You just don't like it. You're just a little bit uncomfortable and God ain't said do anything. You're just trying to make a move because you don't like where you at. So you're trying to you know, just kind of go on your own accord. That right there is when you become reckless. reckless. If God has not said do it, I don't care <laughs> what society says. I don't care how many quit your job posts you see. If oh my, God has oh not said do it, don't move until he says move because mm-hmm. he won't let you fall, mm. right? You get out there on your own, you ain't really got anything to fall to. You sure know? So you have to be able to trust the voice of God. But understand when you make a move like that to trust the voice of God. Man. That moment for me, that, that song was my sign that I needed to go in that week and say, "I'll take the two weeks." Mm.
0: Yeah. Wow. You know, um, and you, yeah, you just you you really hit on something there um, because those. I, I mean, that's something that's quite frankly part of the reason that I started this podcast because wow. I just noticed earlier earlier in the year, early in the summer, people because I knew it was happening for me and I knew that it was also happening for other people where we looked and we saw I quit my job today and I have to constantly remind myself they quit their job because they got something else son they ain't just you know they able to say that confidently you know yeah because they got
1: something else yeah you ain't got nothing else right now Yeah. yeah 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 you know and that's the thing a lot of times you know, and this is going to be kind of an oxymoron because I work in digital marketing and 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 mm. I understand social media and, and, and what people portray on social media. Yeah. A yeah. lot of times the, the, the detriment of social media is that we feel we have to move when other people move. Yeah. Your path wow. is not their path. And even if God may have given you to say, hey, I'm going to put you in a different season at some point, it doesn't mm. mean that when somebody else does it, you do it. You know, when I was a kid, Um, I was 16 and I got this car, right? I got my first Mm. car when I was 17, sorry. I was Mm. 17 when I got my first car. Uh, Mm. It was a 1996 black Volkswagen Jetta, right? Okay. It was a black, look, and I thought I was doing something. Yeah. I thought I was doing something. I had a, a, you know, that was it. And at the church that I was attending at the time, my family church growing up, somebody else bought one, but it was newer than mine. Hmm. So, at this point, to mind you, I didn't go to a mega church. So, when somebody yeah. buys a car at a regular size church, you know, you know, you know what everybody drives at a regular. Right, church. right, right. Like, right you right. know who pull yeah. up and well, oh, you got a new car. You know, so yeah. that's how it was. And so I, I told my grandfather, I said, "I've got to buy a new one because they have, they got, they got one." My grandfather right. told me something that has I've applied this lesson into many areas of my life. He said, if you buy a car because someone else bought a car, you're going to have to buy a car every day mm. because they sell cars every day. So you're going to be in trouble because by the time you close the deal on your next car, somebody's going to buy another one and you're going to feel like you got to out and up, up one up them. Just because it was that person's season to buy a newer car than mine didn't mean mm. that meant I go buy a new car. First of all, I'm 17. I'm working mm. at at, at a retail store, you know, yeah. ringing people up. I can't afford a car at that point, no. 17 years old, right? No. I'm yeah. good to be in the one and have gas in the one I had, you know? <laughs> like I'm just making sure that meter ain't on E. Here I am right. <laughs> on a car note and God has given me a paid for car and I'm trying to take on this note because I think that in order for me to be validated, I've got to do what somebody else did. And the wow. truth is, if you quit your job today, hmm and then that person that you saw goes and gets a job tomorrow, you can go back and go to your nine to five. Ooh. Because at this point, you're not following God. You're just following the, the steps of other people. God orders your steps. Yeah. Understand that he is ordering all of our steps. And though we're all moving in directions at the same time, he's leading us to different places at different times. And it Mm. doesn't mean that he's not going to move you to that space. It just Mm. means that it may not be your time to move into that space.
0: Wow. You want to know something really funny? That was actually really a confirmation. A couple of weeks ago, our pastor pastor preached a sermon called Learning How to Tell Time. And Uh he talked about how, how the sun signs in different time zones so you yeah. need to know what's on you in just because it's know. shining over there you better know, know
1: it. it might be dark over here but it's eventually gonna shine over here you it's just need to know what's on you in yeah yeah <laughs> and you don't want to and you don't want to uh, you don't want to leave a place that God has you in too soon you don't want to leave too soon hmm right? You don't want to leave too soon. Now, here's the thing about it. You also don't want to leave too late. Yeah. Right. So that goes back to what I said earlier, understanding how the word and prayer go hand in hand and knowing when to move because you don't want to be too soon and you don't Mm. want to leave too late. You don't want to, you don't want to leave too soon because there may be something you need to extract from that season. That's going to carry you into the next season, but Mm. you don't want to stay too late because you may miss the next door. Wow. So you have to walk in the rhythm of God, Mm -hmm. walk in the rhythm of God, because if you walk in the rhythm of God, he's going to move you in sync with the doors that are opening in your life. Wow. Right. He's going to move you in sync with the doors. So just imagine a hallway of doors and they're opening and closing at different times. When you move in the rhythm of God, he will have you right in front of the door you're supposed to be in right on time. Wow. That's right. Right. He'll always make sure God is not going to lead you to a closed door. Wow. Right. He <laughs> that's said, right. And he, that's good. <laughs> if we go back to his word, he said, I will open up the windows of heaven.
0: Yeah.
1: And you won't even have room enough to receive. So he's already promised something. He's going to open something up.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That tells me in that moment, he's, oh, he said, he said, I'm already, if you stay in my will, I'm going to open up the window of heaven and you won't even have room enough to receive it. Wow. Right. So he's not going to lead me to a closed window.
0: Yeah. That's because he
1: said that that would contradict his word.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So that goes back to knowing his word. God's not Mm going to lead me to a closed door. Mm -hmm. Right. So in that moment, I have to know when he's saying move, because again, leaving too early, I miss what I was supposed to get out of that season. And guess what Mm -hmm. I got to do? Repeat it all over again. If you Mm -hmm. fail a class, The only way now high school, you may know your teacher and you might be an athlete and you might get them, you know, they might give you a few points and bump that grade on up. But in college, if you don't pass the class, the only way to graduate is to retake it and pay for it again and pay for it again. Don't pay for the same season again Mm -hmm. because you was eager to leave. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive. And it's most and most of all, it's time consuming time
0: consuming
1: some of some people have been sitting and we're all we've all been there some of us have sat in seasons longer than we should have Mm -hmm. because we didn't learn what we're supposed to learn in it at that moment Mm -hmm. and then some of us are in seasons that we longer than we should have because we scared to leave because it's comfortable
0: Mm. boy listen i'm I'm gonna tell you um I, i ain't gonna quote all of these sermons but you preaching like eight or nine different sermons <laughs> that my pastor has preached. Pastor Bowles, hope you're listening. Uh, <laughs>
1: Once not you know I was paying attention? Come on, you were taking notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was taking notes. So yeah. I remember because you're yeah. preaching like all of these different sermons. He's talked about multiple times how it it moves. We, we move in cycles. And he yeah. said, you don't get it the first time got to let you go around and come back to mm-hmm. it again. <laughs> you miss it the second time. You'll you let go you go around, around and come back to it again. Crazy. But he going to stand right there. That's where he going to be. He ain't yeah. changing. You can, Yeah. you try to maneuver. And man, so, uh, so yeah, no, it, it, it's just, it's just amazing to me the the confirmation and, um, you know, the numbers here are just how, how real and relevant um that is. So, you know, so kind of tell me about like, you know, kind of what you got or uh, well. So I know you're you're uh recording a new single or recording, re-recording your old single, yeah, um, and releasing it with a new feature now. Um, so tell me kind of about you know, some of the uh relationships that you've ever been able to um, you know, really nurture oh as a God. result of, of course, following the voice of God and um, and just kind of how how you've been able to kind of continue to grow those and grow yeah. in these different areas of your life. You know what? Um,
1: I a few years ago, I was looking for a producer. Mm-hmm. and I had I had, I, you know, I had dabbled with some other producers, but it quite wouldn't give me what I was looking for. Sure. And I was praying. I was like, God, I need a producer that understands what you've given me and mm-hmm. that can really produce a sound that is unique to me. I am sure. not one to try to copy what's already out. I want to be what you haven't heard before. Yeah, uh, hence the reason the single that I, that we put out last year was a new thing. And actually, in twenty nineteen, uh, actually in twenty seventeen, let me back up. Twenty seventeen, I released a single called "I'll Go." I'll mm-hmm. go. Um, I wrote that song. Actually, uh, the song came to me in a dream. And you know how when you wake up from a dream, you don't really remember like what you dreamed about, you know, you just yeah. had a dream. You're like, what, what, what were the details? Yeah, I was yeah. able to remember just the chorus of the song. Um, and I recorded it on my phone. If I could find it, it's, I sound so groggy. It was like six something in the morning and I was, yeah. like, it didn't sound like nothing. But I I, re- I was able to record the hook of the song. Ended up, um, there was one particular producer. Uh, he's going to kill me for saying this, but I had reached out to him. He did not reach back out to me. Oh. And I was like, well, There goes that. Yeah. Crazy enough. um, A few weeks later, we were both on a panel together um, and this uh, person had booked both of us to be on the same panel. We were speaking on the same panel. Uh And so I ended up I was like, oh, my gosh. So in my mind, you know, going back to that validation and fear of rejection and all that, I was like, yeah, he probably didn't really want to produce me because he would have responded and you know, whatever. Lo and behold, talked to him after we, after the event, I was like, I'm looking for a producer. He said, bro, crazy enough. He said, I just took um, some classes um, because I'm looking for an artist. Mm. And he had actually just completed um, this extensive training in um, almost um uh, I want to say it was not theater, but it was um, cinematic, like, like a cinematic music, extensive program that taught, you know, you know, programming and pro tools and logic and all this and instrumentation. It was taught by the music director for the church I was leading worship at. I had no clue he was a student of his at the time. And so his name is Latavius Mozak. And I met Latavius at that, you know, we end up talking Latavius end up, you know, we had this long contract. We was, you know, we were both new, we were trying to do our business. Right. And, um, I met him, we did the first single I'll go. And I knew, uh, I always wanted to do like this live recording situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so nervous to do it. Scheduled it, canceled, rescheduled all that went through that whole process in 2019. I heard the Lord say you need to do this and you need to do it fast. Wow. And it was almost to the point, Jeffrey, where I was like, if I don't record these songs, I'm going to hear them somewhere else because God's going to give them to somebody else. See and in my mind, though, I was like, "Ain't nobody went on a recording for me." <laughs> I was like, ain't nobody looking for no no recording for me? Why? Why am I about to make this massive investment in something that ain't nobody checking for?" Wow. Um, we recorded in November of 2019. The world shut down in March of 2020. Had we not recorded at the time, I wouldn't have been able to do to do a live recording um, until you know probably end of last year, beginning of this year. And so we did this recording and, um, Latavius and I have become just like brothers. It's just that whole process just really was a godsend for me. And Mm -hmm. that's how, you know, when God connects you with certain people, Latavius was, was pulling out sounds that I was just like, that's what I heard. Like, that's it. That's it. And so that was one, um, When I was leading worship and and was serving uh, and and leading worship and doing that at the church that I was at at the time, um, met a lot of incredible people. Uh, One uh, lady that I led worship with ended up becoming my real estate agent, sold me my first home. Um, We've been able to build such great relationships and she's introduced me to a lot of people and just, it's almost like a vine, like it just connects Mm -hmm. to the next thing and to the next thing. Uh, What I will say is don't undervalue people. Even yeah. if they're not super, just cause they're not famous or they're at their beginning stages. A lot of times we try to network vertically and God may say network horizontally. You're right. And, and you never know, um, who's going to be your connection in a different season. Don't undervalue anybody and listen, and don't overvalue people just cause they have a name and a following. Don't What'd do it. Say? You know, we put so much in, oh, this person got a lot of followers. I need to connect with you. And that person doesn't have your best interest at heart. You end up doing stuff that you don't need to be doing, trying to connect with people and do all this and you running and chasing people. When God wants to connect you with somebody, you ain't got to run all over town chasing people. Wow. You're right. Don't undervalue people. And it's just been so many relationships like that, man, where it's just, I, I, I just, I authentically value friendship. I Mm -hmm. authentically value um, making more deposits than I do withdrawals. Um, Mm. I've been friends with people for years and never asked for one favor. Um, Mm. I don't beg for platforms. I don't beg to lead a song. I don't beg to do like, you know, it's one thing to knock on a door and raise your hand and say, I'm interested. But, you know, all this begging and asking for favors, not I've never done that. Mm -hmm. Um, I have I have I have been friends with people that Um, I would never, you know, talk about publicly that people be like, oh, you know, them like, yeah, we, you know, we text, we chat, we catch up. Um, and I've never asked them for anything. Wow. Um, And I just nurture those relationships and just be sure in, when you're networking, make sure that you are a person that makes deposits show up. And if you want to, if you want to get to know people, ask them what keeps them up at night and how you can help. Mm Mm-hmm. Ask them, what what do you need? How can I help you? Here's a skill set that I have. How can I help you build what you try to do? If you just take time and just learn what people's visions are, even if you think they're big and famous or whatever, sometimes you'll find that people are always in the same position. A lot of us, we're more alike than we are different. And you'll be like, well, you know, I really, I'm doing this and I know it looks good, but I really just need some help doing this. And you may be the answer. I always try to find out in new friendships, how can I be the answer to your prayer? Mm. You know? And, and what happens is, is when you make enough deposits, uh, people start reciprocating that and saying, wait a minute, how can I leverage what you're trying to do? How can, and now you've got a connection. Uh, one of my great friends we met, he's a graphic designer. He does all of my branding. Uh, he does my website. He does all of my artwork. He does, I mean, he is a one-man show. So anything you see that's professionally done on my page, that's him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, follow at Kip Design Studios. Um, he is Julius Kipritich incredible designer we met because we were both working at the same church and um man we just became genuine i'm his first his, him and his wife i am their uh, first daughter their first child i'm the godfather like our relationship wow. is so it's so outside of just design it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with him doing my graphics and me giving him strategy and all. it's just we built relationship and community relationship. outside of what we could do for one another Wow. You know, sometimes we just go catch up and have lunch and, mm-hmm. and just sometimes speak into each other's lives. And sometimes, you know, we're in group chats and stuff. And sometimes it's just that word of encouragement. And the more says, hey, hey, listen, uh, don't forget about the promise God made you and just making mm-hmm. deposits. And, yeah. and that's how I've been able to build
0: relationships.
1: That's good, man.
0: Yeah, that's good. One of the things I wanted to make sure I definitely um, talk to you about was uh the personal branding kind of managing that your uniqueness. Yeah. Um and so and embracing it. Um because yeah. I think uh sometimes we can kind of uh, as you mentioned earlier kind of acquiesce we can kind of you know okay well you know I'm gonna tamper that down a little bit you know because you know the world ain't really ready for all that you know yeah. <laughs> so talk to me about like managing that personal brand and embracing the unique value that you're that you're able to contribute in in these in these spaces
1: yeah um a couple years ago I did a video and I had so much fun recording it and it was going to be aired in service and um the church that I I work for (laughs) is a mega church right so Mm -hmm. uh, massive church thousands of people and when I walked out of the recording, we did a green screen thing. It was advertising a Bible study series. I, I was changing outfits in the video. Uh, it was my natural character. Mm-hmm. And when I walked out of the recording, I had so much fun recording it. When I walked out, I thought I'm going to hate and regret that i had this much fun because I forgot in the moment, everybody's going to see this. Cause of course when you're recording that stuff, it's just you and the videographer. Right. I forgot it was going to be aired. I was so um, because I I've done a lot of videos. And so, mm-hmm. I was so nervous about the video that when it would come on during the video announcements, I would walk out of the sanctuary every single Sunday. I would, wow. it would be so bad, Jeffrey. I would walk and stand in the parking lot mm. because I was showing my unique self and crazy enough. Everybody that came up to me was like, we love this promo. I'm like as many promos as I've recorded at this church. <laughs> this is the one y'all like. I mean, I've done some good ones. Like I've yeah. done where I'm perfectly poised and perfect and spoke exactly how I wanted it to go. And yeah, they loved my unique self. Wow. They loved me for who I was. They did not love me for my personality or what mm. I was wanting to try to put out there. They yeah. were like that video. Was so, it was it was the most memorable thing that I've done. Like wow. they, that's what they love. and what I learned was is a lot of times we feel people aren't ready for the real you, but that's what they need. You know, that's what they really need. That's what they're looking for. Like God made you different on purpose. Stop trying to be like somebody else. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to sound like somebody else. We've Come already, on, somebody. We've already got a Todd Delaney. You don't have to say. You don't have to sound like him. You know, exactly. we've already we've already got a Bishop Jakes. You don't have to preach like him. We've already got it. We've already got it. And what you might be missing. is taken. <laughs> yeah. Seek taken, right? You know, and sometimes we're trying to, you know, sit in a seat that God has designed for somebody else. And we're trying, oh, I want to be like that. And I've seen people run themselves to their
0: death, Jeffrey. Yes. Literally. Wow.
1: I have wow. seen people run themselves to their death, trying to be somebody else. And mm. they died insecure. Mm. I've seen it physically die insecure, missing out on all the great things God may have had for them because they were trying to occupy, as you said, a seat that's already taken. Mm -hmm. You don't know who your unique self is going to reach. And guess what? Part of being out front and part of reaching people means that there's going to be an audience that loves you and an audience that does not. There's going to be people that they get with you and that's their flavor. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be people that don't. Like, I mean, look, McDonald's serves million, as they say, billions and billions served, but I'm not a huge McDonald's fan, no shade to McDonald's, but I'm not right. a massive McDonald's fan, right. but they don't shut their business down. Cause I don't like them.
0: Come on somebody. They, they still selling
1: them. burgers and fries and, and nuggets and chicken, McChickens. And, Broke. and listen, <laughs> if I, if, if I go down the street right now, McDonald's has a line. Yeah. You know, if you see me eat McDonald's, nothing else is open and I'm starving. Right. Like it's the only thing left. I am not going to voluntarily go to me. Mc- that's just not my flavor.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, yeah me neither. Not you at all. Need, nope. Yeah, yeah, I <laughs> saw
0: that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. not at all.
1: just not my natural flavor. I'd rather have right. something else. But that don't mean they shut down because I don't like them. Right. That just right. means that something else is, is better for me. Sure. And I think that we have to first, a lot of times the reason we're so hard on ourselves is because we're, we're so hard on other people. Mm. right? You mm. criticize other people for their uniqueness so much then when it's time for you to be unique, you're scared because you think yep. that people are going to give you the same criticism that you give others. One of the things you'll never catch me doing, and this is for any artist, producer, whatever you're, if you, especially in the music industry, talking to your audience that might be one aspiring to be in the music industry, like honestly, don't critique people who do what you aspire to do publicly stop it stop it i don't care if it is the, the 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 bet awards and you don't think it's the best production or you think somebody cracked or that run didn't hit perfectly Your if you ever get to the stage mm-hmm. your time will come too yep right yep don't be and then you'll be you'll be more afraid to take those risks and do it and be uniquely you because you'll feel like everybody's going to judge you the way you judge other people like mm-hmm. I, you know stay away from that Everything doesn't yeah. need to go on social media. We have seen a lot of people miss a lot of great opportunities because of something they did five, year, five years ago on social media. Yeah. Stop, you know, stop, it. stop doing that. You know, and I think a lot of times we are afraid to embrace our uniqueness because we criticize others for theirs. We see somebody who dresses a little bit different or they wear their hair a little bit different or they do something that's like, well, oh, you a Christian artist and you dance or you, you know, and we're just so critical of other people like chill. Mhm. That's you how know? you kill folks. That's yeah. that's exactly. Yeah. 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 Because you can't then be uniquely you because you're like, oh man, they're going to be thinking this It's like, nah, there mm-hmm. is somebody even, and it's not going to be everybody, you know, mm-hmm. move away. Like when I work, if I've worked with clients and I say, well, who is your target audience? And they say, we just want to reach everybody. <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> like, no, nah, you're not going to reach everybody. You're yeah. not going to reach everybody. I don't care if you are the best preacher on earth to somebody, to another person, you can't preach. You can't preach. I don't care. Look, there are people who love Beyonce and there are people who can't stand her. Mm-hmm. Don't make her any less of an artist. She still sells millions of records and can drop records without advertisement. But hey, you know. Yeah. Kind of
0: reminds me of, of those people who like get mad at like somebody and they're like, yeah. well, you just lost
1: yourself a customer. Okay. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. So I think we have to embrace other people's uniqueness. So when it's time for you to be up and it's your time to step up, you can uniquely be yourself. But don't yeah. try to be a copy of nobody. I just don't, I, 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 I'm not a fan. I can't think of anybody I'm a huge fan of who's a copy of somebody. Yeah. I can't wow. think of anybody. Anybody, you know, if you preach like Bishop Jakes, I'm always going to say, oh, you sound like Jakes. (laughs) Yep. I'm never going to be like, oh, you're so good. I'm just going to say, oh, you sound just like Jakes. That's it. Yeah. But if I want, if I want Bishop Jakes, I'll just turn on the Potter's house. Hello. You know, if I want again, I mean, Fred Hammond, I'll just turn on Fred Hammond. If I Mm -hmm. want you know, Chandler Moore, I can just turn on Chandler Moore. Like they mm-hmm. got, they got their own music. They got their own mm-hmm. stuff. I don't have to try to become this carbon copy, if you will, and say, Ooh, mm-hmm. if I do everything just like them, I'm going to have their success. No, you want, because mm-hmm. the, it's the law of the first, they got there first. Cause that was who they were supposed to be. Be you wow. be and you. be okay with building your audience, um, you know, and stop all this buying followers stuff just to appear famous. Like, just be okay with building your audience. Be okay.
0: Yes. It's going to work you out. Know, you know something? One of the major things that I just wrote down as you were saying that was, they like you. They people like you. Like you. <laughs> and so, to the
1: listener, that's what I want people like you. You don't, you don't have, have as have- many haters as you think. You don't. It's a lie. It's it's a
0: lie, and a the lie. thing is, them haters. Um, truth be told, I mean, them haters you be posting about on oh, Instagram, Facebook, and stuff like that. They really ain't, they ain't looking they're,
1: at. You. They're not. <laughs> they didn't even see the post. <laughs> they didn't even see you. It. Made, you went through all that backspacing and retyping it and caring on, and they never saw it. They, they never, never saw, saw it. it. The people that oh, love you saw it, but the people yeah. that don't like you don't care. That's why you got so many likes on it. Preach that. Say I do people I don't like. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I'm not if I'm not a fan of yours, I'm probably not going to follow you. You know, like you know what I'm saying. You know, right. and I don't have people that I just dislike like that. But it's like I don't. I'm not sitting around spending my day trying to figure out. Let me see what the people I don't like are doing.
0: Right. You know, no, I ain't like, got
1: time. There's not as many people as you think. I like that. I like that man. Like people like you. People like people you. Like you. Let's re, let's and, retrain ourselves to believe that people. Like yeah, him. maybe that's something we need to declare when we wake up. <laughs> people, like people
0: like me. Yes, and uh, you know, uh, one of uh, oh wait, basketballs. He gonna make me uh, pay him another honorarium or something because yeah, I, I, I yeah because he because he said because uh, he had another one. He's like, I'm a joy to be around. I'm, <laughs> a, joy be around. I'm a joy to be around people like me i bring i bring something of value to every every situation i step into what am i bringing into the room i'm bringing yeah. some joy and some peace some, yeah. something yeah. you yeah. know yeah so i yeah that i mean that just really resonated with me yeah in embracing your uniqueness yeah people like you like you so be you so
1: be you <laughs> I, I i love fitness and i you know i before we jumped on here i i just left the gym and uh uh-huh. got, got myself together a little bit yeah yeah like, right 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 but um i i, I like boxing i love mm-hmm. i love boxing and so i i, I go have a, a three or four boxing classes a week that i go to and um I go to boxing class and I'm not the best in the room. I'm really not. There's people that can, you know, I would not get in the ring with ever. Right, right, right. Um, there are people that can outbox, out-box me all day. But when, I, when I'm when i not there, when I come back to class, they're just like, where were you at? It's not because I'm the best in the room. It's because they enjoy being around me. hmm It's not always showing up to be the best. Sometimes you have the best personality. Sometimes you bring a sense of peace that people need. Sometimes you bring joy after a stressful day for people. Sometimes you're the person Mm -hmm, that brings a comic relief. Sometimes you're the person that inspires somebody to get up and keep going. You don't know what you're bringing to somebody's life when you're uniquely you. Wow. And, and, And so I always, you know, I go back to that and be like, they don't love me because I'm the best boxer it's me mm. in the class, you know, about to pass out, you know, but I, you know, we keep carrying on and keep going at it and let's go another round. Like, but bringing that joy to the room is what builds that community of people who wow. say, man, when you're not here, we know it. Yeah. But I think that's so good. I think your pastor's spot on people mm. like me and I'm a joy to be around. We got to change our thinking and think different, man. Oh yeah. We got to, yeah, we got to think different. Like People stop thinking everybody hates you and everybody's working against you and everybody's not supporting you and they nobody want to support me and I don't know why mm. people don't support me and every time I put some and and just expect people to support you. You expect. get what you expect.
0: Yep, When come on, son. If you start, if what, saying, what are you
1: looking for? Ain't nobody, ain't nobody going. Yeah, y'all don't support. Y'all don't. I ain't going to do. Y'all don't support. If that is your belief, that's what you are uh-huh. going to get. Yep. If God gives yep. you a vision. He gives you people to lift that vision up. So if God gave you a book or an album or a a podcast or whatever it is, when he gave it to you, he built an audience for it. Jeffrey, he didn't give you this podcast for nobody to listen to it. God ain't got got time to waste your time. He ain't got it. I ain't got it. Yeah. Like he ain't wasting our time. When he gives you this vision, he built an audience in that needs it. I appreciate that.
0: Yes, sir. You know, it was so funny, and I know um, it was so funny. I actually had um, uh, somebody who I share the podcast with every week. I try to share it with, you know, a few of my close friends or whatever, and I yeah. send it to them in a text. And so one person, I was like, oh, he probably tired of me sending him this in a text, so I'm going to not send it this week. Yeah. Lo and
1: behold, hey, <laughs> what episode at this where's, week? My, where's that podcast at? Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: <laughs> so I, I again, you, you're you right. You're right. There are more people out there that are for you. They're, they're, they're looking for you. They love you. They appreciate you. They appreciate your company. They appreciate
1: what you have to offer and they're they looking for. You. They do I, look for those people and expect God to have cause those people to show up. Mm. When you step out on faith and God is giving you the green light to go forth, I'm not saying everything's going to be perfect. I'm not saying that you're not going to have to believe him on some different things. I'm not saying you're not going to have to trust him. I'm not saying you're not going to have to exercise faith. Without faith, we can't please God. So he's going to put you in some situations where you get a chance to please him, which Mm -hmm. you you can only do by exercising faith. So he's going to put you in some situations. When you launch it, is it going to reach the millions and the masses tomorrow? No, probably not. Maybe, but probably not. So don't be disappointed in that. Yeah. Also understand that God is also looking for your faithfulness
0: Mm.
1: and your consistency to stay the course. If you stay the course, He's going to build up the people that support it over time. He's going to give you the people that you need. You may be in a back room feeling like I am so underutilized. I am so overlooked. I am, no one is seeing what I'm doing. No one's liking my posts. No one is doing like all of this stuff, but organically God is building up. I've had people down to my first grade teacher reach back out to me and say, I've played a new thing for my mom. Who's in her nineties or in, she just turned a hundred and she was crying. All this stuff, like you don't know. Until sometimes you see those things come through, like you said, with your friend, like, man, I'm thinking you listening to my like, I mean, you're my first grade, you know, but these, but you don't know who you are assigned to touch at the moment. So don't get caught up in numbers, really. Mm -hmm. Numbers don't equal impact. Let's just stop believing that numbers equal impact. They don't. Numbers have little to do with impact. It's a great thing. Yes. In the, in the world of marketing, we have metrics, we have goals. We want to make sure that we're doing our due diligence to steward the things that God has given us. But if you don't see the numbers, don't give up on what God told you. Mm. Like, and I'm saying that even sometimes for my own self, like if you don't see the numbers, that doesn't mean that God didn't say it. Wow. It doesn't mean that we have become such a metric society. Am I TikTok famous yet? How many followers you got? How many of this you got? How many of that? Like them people are still going to work.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like those people, like what when they're not recording TikTok videos, they're doing regular stuff like laundry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like 100%. when they're not modeling, they're not modeling for Express for men. They're not. They're not. <laughs> you know, they're just modeling for TikTok. You know. Yep. But because they've got a big following, we think, oh, it's working for them. And sometimes mm-hmm. we put a lot of emphasis on those numbers, and those numbers don't hold weight. Let me tell you something. And this is, again, understanding how numbers even work. You didn't even ask for all this, Jeffrey. This is free. But even <laughs> Free understanding game, y'all. Free numbers, game. Yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there. Even how numbers work behind the scenes. A lot of times we're looking at who's popular, but not mm-hmm. who's really making what you see on social does not always equate to the sales reports that's coming on coming along behind the scenes i've had the privilege yeah of seeing sound scan reports for artists that you think because they say I'm number one this week, that they're doing really good, but really number one was, um, especially in, you know, sometimes the Christian music industry and whatnot, number one can mean that you were five albums ahead of the, of the person that came in second and the person that came in second sold 500 units and you came in at 505. So you're number one, but, Mm. but, but on the grand scheme of things, when you break the money down, you're both broke. Help somebody. You just have a great graphic, and yep. people are liking it, but they didn't download your music. They did it. I'm about to throw some. They didn't download <laughs> your music. They just like yeah. your post because this is free. Downloading yeah. requires me to make an investment. Yep. And a lot of times we think something is working for people because they got some free, some free support. Yep. Yep. But the real support they need to pay the bills. Is when you actually make that investment to go and download the project or to purchase the book or to whatever. We like a million posts per day. Yeah. Like it's nothing to scroll and like, scroll and like, scroll and like. You know how many people that I follow? Like, I mean, I follow trainers. I told you I'm into fitness. I follow these trainers, hoping that one day I might, you know, be half of what, you know, do half the stuff they can do. And, They all have training programs, but I don't always invest in their training program. Mm -hmm. I just, sometimes I just save it to see if I'm going to actually do it when I get to the gym, (laughs) (laughs) right? (laughs) I'm going to try that, but I'm not going to go through there, you know, click on my link in my bio and, and book my online training session and pay your deposit. And, but guess what? The like was good, Mm -hmm. but the support comes when I click the link in the bio and actually follow through with, with booking your services.
0: Conversion that conversion. So
1: likes don't always equal conversion. If we talk about it from a marketing term, you know, that is the top of funnel people. Top of funnel is always big. Conversion is always small. If you think of it in a funnel like this, the the awareness of it is up here. You get a lot of people up here. The conversion meets down here at the bottom. Not everybody gets to this part. You know, so you get that awareness. Everybody's going to like that. But that part where it's like, I'm actually going to make the investment. I'm actually going to make the purchase. I'm actually going Mm -hmm. to invest in whatever you're offering. A lot of times that don't equate to what you see up here. So don't beat yourself up because you ain't got a million people up here because y'all's conversion might be the same number. Yo, conversion might be the
0: same number. I'll be the same number. I'm thinking of a few artists now who I'm like, Lord, they got events coming up. And I just only thing I did was like the videos on yeah. um, on Instagram or Facebook or whatnot. And they got events coming up. And I'm like, I don't know what. You
1: know? <laughs> yeah, because it's like but what the artist really needs from you in that moment is to if they're coming to your city is to purchase the ticket. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, you know, even when people talk about, oh my gosh, Beyonce, oh she, she, her marketing is brilliant. Oh my gosh, have you been to a, and I've been to Beyonce concert. You know, have you been to a, oh my gosh, her, her stage, have you seen the lights and all that? I'm like, yeah, well, if you get, you know, 20,000 people to buy a $300 ticket to sit in the nosebleed section, you too can have a phenomenal performance. You know, you, too. you right. too can, you know, of course your marketing is brilliant when you've got millions of dollars. I think on some of her tours, she's grossing 2 million a night. Yeah, man. Of course, the marketing is brilliant. Right. But when we talk about some of those smaller people, we say, well, why don't if they gave me a show like Beyonce, I would go. Well, did you purchase the same ticket that you did for Beyonce? You know, that conversion, though. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, it, 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 you know, I think we just have to not always beat ourselves up when we don't see those big numbers at the, at the yeah, beginning. Man. Or even if you've been doing something for a while and you feel like, man, I'm not seeing the the, the results of this. I'm not really seeing the, the, the ROI from this, mm-hmm. like what's really happening, what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm encouraging you, if you're listening, to stick with it and mm-hmm. understand that the numbers will come and what you need, God will supply. Um, mm. but your job is God told me something. Um, and he said, I never called you to finish it. I just told you to start it, man. He'll do the finishing. If mm. you get started, sometimes we sitting around thinking, man, I'm not going to start. Cause I don't know how to finish. And he said, I don't need you to finish it. If you wow. start, I'll do it. Wow. So just get started. Yeah, man. Just get started.
0: You know, um, and I know we gotta, we gotta go, but yeah. I, um, <sighs> that phrase that says you know i'm planting seeds for a tree whose shade i'll never sit under mm. that thing used to aggravate me okay i'm 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 lying not used to it still kind of aggravates me a little bit cuz i'm like i want to sit under the shade dog. I want to sit the, under that tree I, i've been working you know yes. it's like i yeah. want to sit under the shade you yeah know? yeah But I mean, yeah, I mean, so but understand it's like, okay, it don't mean I don't get no shade, it's just I ain't sitting under the shade under that tree,
1: right? Right, 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 right. And you may have to, you may have, and sometimes God will call you to build other visions, Mm -hmm. uh, for a season in your life just so you know how it's supposed to be built. So when you start to build yours, you know what to do. And God will allow you to build others as training so that when it's time to build yours, you know what to do and you know who to look for. Wow. I've learned a lot more building visions for other people than I've learned building for myself because I've learned what to look for. I've learned the pitfalls. I've learned the things that are I've learned a lot. I, man, listen, I have seen some stuff where I'd be like, Ooh, I'll never do that. And I'm never going to use that. And I'm not going to do that. And I am going to do that because that was great. And that's wow. brilliant. But I only learned because I was invested in building another, another person's vision. And wow. when you do that, uh, you learn kind of the, the, the ropes of how to build your own and you know who to hire and who not wow. to, I've learned how to hire and fire because of building other people's visions. But God allowed me to learn on somebody else's dime. That's exactly what I was going to say. Boy, you're learning cheap. Dog. you learning <laughs> Yeah. And you sometimes we're cheap. so committed. We're so committed to not building somebody else's vision before we build our own that we then when we build our own, we end up paying a lot more for our vision because we're having to learn as we go. Learn on somebody else's dime.
0: Learn on somebody else's
1: dime. Learn on somebody else's dime.
0: Boy, listen. Yeah. Y'all, listen, Martrell, we got to go. I'm sorry. (laughs) We got to go. We got to go. you have to bring me back. I will. I will. Oh, 100%. We'll have to keep this going. Yes, absolutely. Y'all, Martrell Harris, how
1: can they get in touch with you? Oh, my gosh. It's very easy. It ain't hard at all. (laughs) Um, You can follow me on Instagram, at Martrell Moment, across the board, everything, um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Martrell Moment. Um, you can go to my website, Marchromoment.com. I keep it really easy. Uh, my first name is already for some people so complicated. I got to make everything one and the same. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're looking for music, I'm on any platform you, you listen to music. So Spotify, Apple music, Amazon music, uh, you know, your Instagram story music, whatever you're looking for. Yeah. I'm on there. Um and you know, be on the lookout. I'm telling you, um, I just really believe that even in this moment, and Jeffrey, um, even for this, what you're doing, I think God is about to cause us to all, and I've been talking to my close friends about this. God is causing us to move different. And you know, don't, 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 don't despise small beginnings and don't underestimate the quickness of God. Um, and how when God will shift you. Into to something that because you got started, he'll be the Omega and he'll yeah. finish it. Right. And so for anybody that's listening, um, I'm just telling you, I don't know, um, even when I was getting ready for, for this, like, man, I don't know what God is going to do with this mm-hmm. platform, but whatever you expect is what you're going to get. Um, expect God's best, expect the thousands, expect people to be blessed, expect people to share, expect people to like it, expect people that you want to come on that you feel you can't even get in touch with to want to be on. Like, you know, <laughs> like last year, a friend of mine, and I'll, I'll wrap with this, but last year, a friend of mine, uh, we were on the phone for like two hours. Uh, Mm -hmm. He works in the music business. I'm obviously on the creative side as an artist. And we just had in the last 10 minutes of our conversation, it was right at the top of the pandemic. We were like, man, it would be so cool if there was a a, a forum of some sort that had artists and um, music business execs on the same call. And we was like, oh, it'd be great. We should call it classes in session. And we did it. And we were like, we're going to go big, right? Mm -hmm. When I say we was like, we're going to go big. I was like, what if we could get like, C.C. Winans. And what if we could get like this? And when I tell you, Jeffrey, Uh we were big and nobody said no. Wow. Our first episode, we had C.C. Winans, Bashan Mitchell. We had people from Motown Gospel. We had people from E1. uh, We had all these people on and they came on and they were just like, we believe in what you're doing. Wow. And, and that led to other things and we've been able to record more episodes. And then I got a call from uh, Vashon and Vashon was like, Hey, me and my brothers, we're going to be doing this whole thing. So we ended up hosting this whole thing with him and Jonathan Nelson and Myron Butler. And it just went out of control because we just said, we're going to, we're going to go big. We're going to go for him. Yeah. And wow. I tell you, um, the people that you might even be praying about, or you might be scrolling and saying, man, I don't know if that, uh, man, they go, when they come on online, like I, you know, it ain't, I don't really have the, the reputation and I don't really have the, like, don't despise what God will do and don't mm-hmm. underestimate what he will do. And sometimes he will cause people to come along to mm-hmm. elevate your platform. So expect it. Expect people that you don't even think you can get in touch with. Expect them to come on and expect them to elevate your platform and give people visibility to what you're doing. I believe in everything you're doing, man. Man, I, whew, I boy, I appreciate you. Boy, <laughs> no problem. Into
0: my, for somebody that I've talked to multiple times, but never have met in person, you're speaking yeah. right into my life.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> I love when people launch out into the deep. I love yes, it. sir i love it it's, I it's so scary but it's so necessary um and i just appreciate you even having me on i am honored um i don't take any opportunity small i take mm. this just as serious as i did when i was interviewing bishop jakes like i want like whatever i gave gave that audience i'm i'm giving you know i gave tonight i i don't despise what god is doing in your life and i'm Man. excited about what he's doing
0: If this podcast has added value to you in any way, please share it with your network. The free game you're getting here is of immeasurable value, and we want to be sure to put as many people on as possible. So follow us on IG and Twitter at BrokeMealPod, and we'll see you next week.